Hey besties! Welcome back to the shit show. So, how was everybody's weekend? I think mine was like pretty lit. I think too lit. I mean, you know, we did start this weekend off together, so <laughs> you guys already know what happens when me and my sister together. Yeah, y'all. I made some bad decisions again, but we're not gonna get into that. This week, <laughs> we're gonna get into something a little bit different. And I know the last time we touched base, we did say that this week we were gonna talk about mental health. So with that being said, I really wanted to have this discussion about mental health. Not only because in May it is Mental Health Awareness Month, but because it is something that honestly does not get talked about enough. And being so that I am somebody who deals with mental health, depression, anxiety, and so forth and so on, I felt like it was important to come out and kind of tell my story and hopefully that helps somebody. And, you know, like we said in the last episode, you guys are not alone. We want to make this something where it's a safe spot for everybody to feel comfortable and not feel like in this type of situation, you can't speak up or you're not going to be heard because you will be heard. There's so many people out there that go through mental health and so many people are afraid to talk or have any discussions. So that's what this episode is going to be about. So did you know that nearly 50 million of adults experienced a mental illness in 2019 from the COVID pandemic alone? I had no idea. You know, I definitely heard some stuff on the news about how a lot of people were going through depression, depression, depressive episodes, anxiety, and I didn't really understand it too much. You know, I had a job where I was essential personnel. I had to be there every single day. There was no staying home. There was no unemployment for me. There was no partial unemployment. I had to be out there every day. I had to have a badge just to be on the road. Luckily, I was never stopped by the cops, but I was always told to keep that badge on hand just in case because no one was supposed to be out. So honestly, I didn't really suffer through too many depressive episodes. So to see the facts, to hear the facts is, it's a little insane because I just don't really know what everyone else had to go through being home all that time. Yeah, and it's even crazy too because they even say that one in five Americans live with a mental health condition. Like, think about it. Pretty much somebody you know or somebody that is close to you has or has experienced a mental health condition or knows somebody who has gone through it. And that's tough to think about that there's that many people out there that go through some type of mental health condition. I think it's even more sad that we know that these are the facts and we can be in a room with five, six, seven people and you would really never know who has a mental health condition or who's struggling. I myself, I have depression and anxiety, but I like to keep a funny face. I like to laugh. I like to make other people laugh. I don't like to show that. So there's not too many people out there aside from very close friends and my sister, not even too much of my family that know that I struggle with these battles. So, you know, you should always just be mindful of the people you are in a room with because you don't know who's struggling and who's not. Yeah, you always want to be kind, you know, because you never know what can set someone off or what can even put people in a better mood. Just being nice, giving a compliment sometimes could make somebody's day. Just like being rude or saying something ignorant 
can tear the whole day apart for somebody. I definitely agree with that. While working out for Amazon, I think it takes, you know, just one customer saying hi and smiling to make my day better. But then at the same time, you're gonna have one rude customer. I had one last week who put in the notes as I was delivering, wow, you're a piece of shit. You don't know how to do your job. And it bothered me for a while. I was just like, wow, I always put your packages when I have your address in the right spot. I've never done anything to you. So why would you sit there and put that in a note, not knowing who your next driver is gonna be, not knowing if your next driver is suffering from mental illness or if they're just trying to have a good day. We're all trying to have good days. So why would you be so mean, you know? Yeah, and a lot of times, like, even in those situations, you can always go back and look at it like, well, maybe that person is also going through something. But just because you're going through something doesn't mean you go out and you take it on somebody else. Because once again, you don't know what the next person is going through. I, I firmly believe that. I believe we have to be nice to everyone, even if people aren't so nice back, because you just don't know what somebody's going through. So, you know, example, when you're on the road and someone has road rage or you're on 55 and someone surpasses you and it's like, you can be mad that someone passed you or you can take it as, well, maybe there's an emergency. Maybe that guy has a wife and that's about to give birth. Maybe there's someone in the car and they, they don't have their EpiPen. So now they're yeah. racing to the hospital. Mm -hmm. You just really never know in this unforgiving world what's yeah. happening to everybody out there. Exactly. You know, and to touch base a little bit more on what you said as far as like you deal with depression and anxiety, but you always put on a you know, a happy face. I feel like I kind of do the same thing. Like, I don't, I am not a person that likes to talk about, you know, my feelings, things that I go through, things that are bothering me. I kind of, I'm that type of person that bottles everything in. And then it just takes one thing to trigger me and then everything comes out, which I know, guys, that is not the way to do it. The best way to do it is when something is bothering you, just talk about it doesn't matter who you talk about it to, you know, find somebody that you confide in and that you know you can trust and let out your emotions because it always ends up worse when you bottle everything inside and then wait for everything to come out, you know, because in that, mo in that moment when it all comes out, you can't control what's being said. You can't control what's being done because everything is just hitting you at once. And I honestly can say that I have a problem with that. I sincerely have a problem with just being able to communicate at that moment and telling people when there's something wrong. Honestly, I was never really like this. Um, growing up, I was really always that positive person. I always told people, you know, it's gonna be better. No worries, don't stress yourself. You know, there's so many things for you to be happy for. Look at the brighter side. I was always happy-go-lucky, not for nothing. And then, you know, I did go through a traumatic point in my life um, when my brother had passed away a few years ago um, that really put me in a depression that I have never experienced. I never even knew. Honestly, I can probably say seeing how my brother was and how he would go through his depression episodes I never really fully understood it. You know, I never understood seeing it even happen in my own family. I never really got why people were certain ways when it came to their mental health until I had lost my brother. And to be honest, 
I didn't know how to handle it. Like, I was going through episodes where I wasn't eating. Um, I was constantly angry. Um, You could say something to me and I was just ready to snap. And it wasn't against anybody. I was just going through so much of my own emotions, not being able to process anything that was going on that I was letting it affect me to the point that I was literally making myself sick. Um, I was constantly having physical issues with myself, like migraines. Um, I was throwing up. I was not being able to sleep. I had terrible insomnia, um, night sweats, like you name it, I had it. And I never knew how to deal with it. I just kept bottling everything in until I felt like one day I kind of just exploded with emotions. Um, and it was very hard, very, very hard to one open up and pretty much accept the fact that I was going through depression, that I was angry about a lot of things that I did not allow myself to heal properly. Um, and I think that was the number one step was accepting that I knew that there was a problem because before I would be like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm fine. There's nothing wrong, but there was something wrong and I needed to accept it. If I within myself wanted to feel better. So once I was able to accept the fact that I knew I wasn't okay and I knew why I wasn't okay, um, I started confiding in people that I was really close to about what was going on with me. Um, I went to my doctors, you know, I started taking my care of myself a little bit better. My doctor did recommend to me that I probably did go and speak to somebody Um, but I honestly, I think at that moment, guys, I'm not going to lie when you go to anyone for help and they tell you, oh, well, maybe you should see a therapist that honestly, I think scares people away because they're like, oh my gosh, I don't want this person to judge me or I don't want to talk to somebody. I don't know about my problems, but in actuality, it's actually better for you to go and talk to somebody that is not going to have a biased opinion or is not going to speak to you with emotion. You know, they can't tell you how to feel because they don't they don't know you. So they're not going to base you off of knowing you and they're not going to give you advice off of knowing you. You know, this is somebody that's going to come in and tell you honestly just how they feel and how they think that, you know, doing this or doing that will work. But once again at that moment I was kind of scared of it. I didn't I didn't want to go through that path. So I was like, if I want to feel better, I'm going to do things to make me feel better. And I started journaling a lot. Um, I would journal in the morning and I would journal at night and I would pretty much just write down everything um, that I felt during the day. You know, everything that bothered me, um, things that made me happy, things that I should be happy for, things that I want to change you know, things that I'm working on within myself, I started journaling. And I felt like that actually was helping because it was a way for me to release my emotions without having to talk to people, but at the same time, without having to feel like I was being judged for it. Um, I started doing a different routine, uh, waking up in the morning and listening to music. Music has always been my outlet. So whenever I'm upset, when I'm sad, you know, um, if I'm mad, I'll just listen to music and it kind of soothes me, it helps me out. So I started doing that every morning I wake up 
you know, get into the routine of listening to music, trying to have a better day, changing my diet, changing the way I ate, you know, drinking more healthier drinks as far as like tea and things like that. Um, I have a business, which a lot of you guys know about. So I invested a lot of my time, a lot of my energy into that business. And I love what I do. So I felt like that was not just a job for me, but it was a hobby. And doing that hobby made me happy and it helped. Uh, Well, myself, on the other hand, I don't partake in too many hobbies. I don't have a small business like my sister, but I do have an emotional support animal. She is a domestic medium hair cat and she is absolutely the love of my life. Um, I got her when she was just a baby. She was the little black cat that no one wanted in the back of the shelter. You know, it was free kitty July and everyone had taken all of the cats and she was the only one that was left. She was just in the corner and you know, there is a stigma against black cats. Everyone believes that they are bad luck and that they should not be in your home. Um, I don't believe that for my cat. I met her and she was instantly the love of my life. She was a fool. I got her into the room and the first thing she did was hit her head on a pole. You know, so in that moment, I knew she was meant for me. Um, So in having her for the past four years, she has been trained to be an emotional support animal and her abilities are amazing. She not only is there for me, She is also there for my mom or anyone else that she believes is close to me. She will be there for you. She will do whatever she feels like she can to make you feel better. I do remember one moment where I wasn't home and I had been living with my mother for a few months. I left my cat at home with my mom and my mom had actually been crying and I didn't know, but I had came home and my mom comes up to me. She's like, hey, your cat is amazing. And I'm like, well, yeah, she is. I mean, you know, I don't need anybody to tell me my cat's amazing. Like, she just is. She is an amazing animal. And I just love her so much. But anyway, my mom tells me, hey, so I was crying on the couch for a while. And before I knew it, your cat came up to me with her feather and it just made me laugh. So I started playing with her and I felt better. And all I could do was smile because I just remember feeling overjoyed by what my cat had done for my mom. You know, I, at that point, didn't know she could be there for others aside from myself. She was trained to be there for me. So when my mom had told me that she was there for her, I had explained to her why she was there, that she was there because she was an emotional support animal. So anything that my mom had been going through in the moment, my cat had been keen into that and she came through to make her feel better. So, you know, I gave my cat so much praise for that. But, uh, so this week, I thought that I was going to lose this cat and uh, my heart broke. So I also have a dog. His name's Loki and he is a freaking monster. He is a polar bear. We call him a polar bear because he is an Akita. He is only five months old, but this boy is huge. He literally looks like a wolf, guys. (laughs) Yeah, you would really think if he doesn't have his harness or his collar on, he looks like he is a wolf. He is huge. He's such a sweet boy. So in my house, there is a sliding door and he doesn't like to be in the cage and I don't like to have him in the cage. So what I'll do is put his harness on, strap the collar, well, not the collar, but his leash to part of his harness and the other part to the sliding door. So this way he's able to roam free in my house without completely being able to go everywhere in the house 
because he still is getting used to being around a cat. He grew up with a bigger dog, his brother. So he doesn't understand yet that he can't chase after my cat. He can't pounce on her. He is one of those lovable giants and he believes he should be a lap dog, but he's just a bit too big for it and he doesn't know his size yet. So nonetheless, I have him strapped to the door. Uh, I take a friend with me to Wawa. You know, Wawa runs for the to, for the win, right guys? You gotta get some snacks. As I talked about my last podcast, big girl, we need some snacks. So I run to Wawa. I don't think anything's wrong, right? I'm gone for about 10 minutes. I come home and one of my neighbors is standing at my door. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe he's standing at my neighbor's door because in my complex, we have two doors in one space. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, my door's all the way in the back. My neighbor is in the front of the space. So maybe this random guy is waiting for my neighbor. I don't know. Well, I get out the car and he's like, hey, hey, he's, he's a little frantic. And he's like, you have a black cat in the window, right? And I'm like, well, yeah, why? And he's like, the black cat with the fluffy tail? And I'm like, okay, at this point, I'm, I'm getting concerned. Yes, sir, I, I have that cat. Like, what is wrong here? And he's like, so, so it's yours. And I'm like, yes, sir, what do you need? What are you trying to tell me? Oh, well, you know, I, I was outside. Well, I was in my house and that cat was outside of my apartment just 10 minutes ago. And I'm like, no way, no way. Guys, my cat is, she's not an outside cat. Okay, we let her go outside, we take her on walks but she is not an outside cat and she likes to escape when I'm taking groceries inside. She believes she should be outside and I don't know why, but you know, she just wants to be outside all the time, but I can't trust her. You know, someone might take my cat. So I drop everything in my hands. All of the food I got from my, I drop it to the floor, open my, my uh, front door and I just dropped this food. I didn't even look inside because I assumed she got out of the front door when I had it open while I was starting my car. Um, so my friend goes inside and I didn't realize that she had already figured out where the cat was. So I am running through my complex. My pants are falling down. I'm wearing pants two times the size of what I should be. So literally my heart is shrinking as I am running through this complex trying to find my cat. I take a left and next thing you know, my kitty is just trotting towards my friend. And my dog is out here on the patio like, hey, hey mom, um, you know, I, I didn't get to go outside. Um, so I'm sitting here, but my kitty sister got out and um, she went that way, but uh, I'm good boy. So I sit here and I wait. He was not the good boy. So what had happened was prior to going to Wawa, I had took him out from the sliding door to go out back to use the bathroom. And what I didn't realize was I never locked the sliding door. So as he was attached to the door, he happened to open it himself. My cat escaped and he ended up being the one to just sit outside while she ran about the neighborhood. So uh, pretty much to wrap that story up, uh, she was safe and sound at the end of the day, but that is how I deal with my anxiety and my depression. That ESA for me is, she's everything. I don't feel too comfortable talking to other people too often. Uh, as, as my sister said, you know, you kind of feel judged by other people and I don't like that. My anxiety makes me feel like if I go to the grocery store, everyone around me is judging me. So 
I'm really not comfortable discussing my problems with other people, but my cat, you know, she's 110% always gonna be there for me and she genuinely makes me feel better rather than me trying to talk to someone hoping they'll make me feel better. And if they don't, uh, I feel like I'm gonna be at a loss after that. So that's how I deal with my things, guys. But hey, we're all different. You know, my sister has her music, her business. I have my ESA. We truly hope you guys have found something that works for you because hey, everything is different for everyone. Yeah. And, you know, what we hope that you guys take away from this episode, honestly, is just remember, guys, you're not alone. You're not alone. And everyone heals differently. Everyone feels differently. You know, everyone goes through the processes differently. And you're not wrong for that. However you go through things, you're not wrong. However you feel about things, you're not wrong. However you decide to get better, you're not wrong. Because at the end of the day, if whatever you do works for you, then that's great. Because like I said, there's certain things that I do that work for me. My sister's ESA is what works for her. You know, and whatever works for you may be completely different from both of us. And that is okay. You know, we just want you guys to know that you're not alone, to never feel like you're alone. You can talk to us. You can write us, you know, in our messages, even if you have some things that you want to talk about. We're open, guys. We we want you guys to feel like we are a safe place for you guys to discuss anything. Absolutely. You know, um, and beings that... We've had to kind of figure things out on our own, figure out how to deal with it, figure out what works with us. Any way that we can help you guys, we would do that. So to wrap it up, guys, I really hope that you enjoyed tonight's episode. I hope that we were able to at least um, connect with one of you guys and that you feel almost like how we do. We're normal people going through normal things. We have our mental health issues at times but we're trying to get through them and we hope that we can connect with you guys on a level where it's like wow i didn't know that they were going through this because i'm going through this as well so i hope we were a safe place for you guys tonight if you guys feel comfortable enough to talk to us that's even better we will help you out any way that we can absolutely if you guys want to send us a private message you can always do that we have we both have the notifications on our phone so either one of us can respond almost immediately whichever one of us is not busy at the time whichever one of us is not working at the time or we can both respond to you whatever you guys would like uh, a response from one of us a response for both of us but you can reach out we would love to talk to you guys yep so next week's episode it'll be back to the regular crazy sisters but until then guys bye besties